upside is like a is like a more of a high end, uh, super culinary focused slice. Right, like we're doing a flavor bomb sauce. We're stretching fresh mozz every single day. We're cooking the mushrooms down. We make our own sausage. We're pickling the peppers. Like everything is happening there. Norm's was like more of a just quintessential New York slice. Simple, great ingredients, done the right way. The slice is an icon in New York City, and yet for many years, mainly in the 80s and 90s, there was little attention paid to it, with 99-cent joints popping up everywhere, offering a product that was filling, but rarely craveable. Enter the era of long fermentation, whole milk mots, and locally sourced vegetables, artisan meats, and high hydration doughs. A renaissance of sorts has been happening in the city, with places like Mama's 2, Upside, Scars, and Industry. Places serving slices that show respect for the ingredients crafted by cooks who know their way around the kitchen. One such slice shop exists in downtown Brooklyn amid the chains and dollar slice joints. The story of Norm's Pizza, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome to the show, everybody. Great to have you along with us as we continue to slowly open up our country, very slowly. Uh, but I should say in Illinois and in Chicago, boy, things are getting back to normal faster than we thought. I mean, it's still only at 25% occupancy, but uh, the, the case counts are going down, unlike the South and West. And um, kudos to our government leaders for making sure we take things slowly. Um, and we have been going so slow that we are now opening or reopening our pizza tours Uh, July 11th and 12th. We just posted this on social media. We're going to get back into the swing of things, although at a much lower capacity. Uh, Typically, our bus tours were capacity 24 people. Now it's 12, and that's the same for our walking tours, just 12 people. But more information about what we're doing in terms of uh, face masks, distancing, hand sanitizer, all the good things we do on our buses um, at pizzacityusa.com. Okay, our guest today, um, a gentleman I met last year, actually. We did, a, we did a show at Upside Pizza with Anthony Falco, who's a sort of international pizza consultant. And we had done the interview at Upside in Midtown. Uh, I think it's on 8th Avenue. And that's where I met Noam, Noam Grossman for the first time. And he was in the basement sautéing mushrooms, as he does frequently. Uh, very interesting little, I mean, tiny, tiny place, of course, Average by New York standards, but very tiny in terms of what we're used to here in the Midwest. And uh, they're doing natural fermentation, uh, keeping lots of dough on hand, uh, again, sautéing the mushrooms, uh, nothing pre-made, really an artisan approach to pizza. And I knew that they were doing something with norms in downtown Brooklyn, a little bit different. And so when I was there about a month before the lockdowns, this was probably February, um, just before everything went to hell, um, I spent some time in downtown Brooklyn at norms with him. Um, Funny enough, uh, met Arthur Bovino there for a slice or two after the interview. But um, I wanted to talk to Noam about this newer place he's opened called norms, which... 
differs slightly from Upside. It's not quite as uh, sort of, I don't know, upscale, artisan-ish uh, as Upside is, but certainly taking the the necessary approach to making high-quality pizza. Slices run between three and five bucks, which is a little bit more than normal, but um, when you hear what they do and how they do it, I think you'll appreciate um, the price point. So we started off, as we always do, with his first pizza memory. All right, proud New Jersey boy, uh, what is your, I guess, most indelible pizza memory? Pizza played a big role and I think every child's life growing up, especially where I was from. I grew up in Teaneck and Englewood, New Jersey, both a town over from each other. Thursday nights were pizza nights at the Grossman household. Mom would call on a, a cheese pie every single time. No toppings, no alternatives, cheese pies. Every event that you could possibly think of, birthday parties, uh, school outings, a lot of the great memories I have as a kid, you know, somewhere in those memories there was always a touch of pizza. So always a cheese slice though? Or did you get advance your tastes as you got older? I started cheese, I love mushrooms. I was a big mushroom slice guy and I'm talking like the can, you know, like the gross canned mushrooms, you know, straight out of the can, drained in the sink somewhere, gray, you know, thrown on top of pizza. I just love, like that's childhood. the pizza business, you were actually, you had like a legitimate job like at a, at a corporation, right? With uh... A couple. So I was at uh, this company called Be Good. Um, they are like a, a Boston-based farm-to-table-esque fast-casual situation where mom can get a salad, the kid could get a cheeseburger with like baked french fries, you know, the little sister could get a uh, smoothie, all kind of healthy options rolled into one concept. Were you studying management or business in, in school? I, st I minored in business. So Be Good taught you what management and staffing and uh, logistics? Everything. You know, just kind of jumped into the deep end. Um, logistics, ordering, staffing, training, uh, you know, labor budgets, sales budgets, the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. You got another job after that then, right? I went to dig in. I met my current partners. Uh, we were introduced through someone, I don't even remember who, but that was in the Be Good stages. So we're going back like four or five years. And uh, we stayed in touch. And then when I, I was super excited about Dig In, it's like this you know, young, super smart company raising a lot of money, opening up stores, you know, hot, hot product. And they started reaching out. And uh, eventually over a couple of months, we came to kind of an agreement slash understanding slash we both had had this idea to like create like the we, we just saw a void in New York for like great pizza done in a great way with great product. I know it sounds funny because it's like New York pizza. No, I know this is interesting to me though because so you grew up in the '90s and you as you're getting into business in the 2000s and 2010s, you're realizing like a lot of people did there was a sort of dark period of pizza in New York. This 99 cent sliced garbage. And there wasn't really this focus on sourcing and like natural fermentation and really the sort of more artisan approach to pizza. So now as a sort of enlightened kid who knows food and likes food and appreciates it and really wants to sort of go back to a tradition of New York that maybe wasn't really ever there, um, but now you have the ability to source things because of your experience with Be Good. So this sort of changes the whole idea in your head of what pizza can be. Absolutely. I mean, even at, at, at Diggin as well, for the three to four months I spent at Dig In, you know, still working for quote unquote the man, 
I learned such a different way of thinking about a sourcing, which you're completely correct about. You know, you're surrounded by all these products, right? Whether it's coming from, you know, uh, Jersey, Vermont, um, Pennsylvania, like upstate New York, great soil, great land, great produce. And yet, you know, you walk into 95% of shops in, in, in the city, you know, there are a few that do it the right way. Same old stuff. You know, digging was a great experience. I learned about the food sourcing thing, but I also learned just an entirely different way of thinking about uh, the guest experience. Because the pizza experience and the guest experience of ordering a pizza for delivery specifically, I think there is a lot of room for improvement and it'll become a big thing for me in hopefully the near future. Now, what's in your first project though, Two Bros Pizza? So my partners uh, are the Two Bros and own the Two Bros Pizza chain and uh, we partnered up to Open Upside. Okay, so you saw what they were doing. They were successful doing kind of a lesser, not a lesser pizza, but just a different style of pizza maybe that people were accustomed to. Um, and you said, I want to do something a bit more high quality, a bit more focused on ingredients. Yeah, so when we were introduced, you know, we started talking about pizza in general. You know, they had been really successful and have carved out like a New York institution and two bros, like it, it, it just is. You know, it's like a public service, a slice for a buck, $8 for a cheese pie. It's like, it's insane. You know, it's just like... It's I'm not sure I want to ask what's in that, but... Uh. <laughs> Actually, the crazy thing is, like, people always, you know, kind of rag on the dollar slice. Oh, it's fake cheese, it's fake... These are pretty good products, you know? It's not the top of the line, but it's all, it's all pretty decent stuff, you know? We use the same company tomatoes as them, even here. Um, they use some good stuff in there, but... But you had, like, a value proposition. Like, what was your, like, this is why you need me explanation? Yeah, so we kind of got together, and we they had this dream also. You know, they're, they're born in Brooklyn, born and raised. You know, they've been around pizza and, and good pizza for a long time. And they always wanted to do a high, you know, a high-end shop. So when we got together, I had this idea of, of doing something similar. They had the idea. It just kind of, it seemed, it was just, like, perfect. Partner with uh, Anthony Falco was kind of a consultant. Absolutely. So Anthony, we brought in as a consultant, and he's become much more uh, to the brand, to myself. Uh, on a mentor level, you know, I learned everything I know about pizza from him uh, in the past. We've probably been working together for about a year and a half now. Um, and I, I don't know everything about pizza, but I know a lot. I know a lot about the dough. I know about sourcing, about natural fermentation, about regular fermentation, sauces, flavors, you know, a lot. And, uh, well, the thing you really changed the game on was this all 100% all-natural fermentation for yeah. your dough at Upside, which, I mean, it's kind of crazy, especially in a tiny little space like that. Yeah, so when me and Anthony started spending time together, um, he was huge on this all-natural fermentation thing. We were discussing it, and if we wanted to go that route, you know, I didn't really have any pizza chops at that time. I didn't have much dough experience. Um, I had to learn everything very quickly and grow up in the pizza game very quickly. But... It seemed, through my experiences at like Be Good and Dig In, you know, talking about like good food, things that are actually good for you, uh, turn out to give you a better tasting product. So if you want to hear more about Upside, you can obviously listen to the podcast we did with Falco several months ago. But I want to talk about Norms, where we're sitting right now in downtown Brooklyn. Um, again, very small, sort of typical New York style pizza joint. I mean, this has got to be like about 250 square feet. It's tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> it's very small in here. Uh, there's a little bit of room for the customer, as you notice, then an upside. We have some tables, which was a big step up. Some very fancy. Very fancy stuff here. 
Um, Kitchen's dominated by big, giant pizza master uh, ovens. It's three decks or two decks? So it's three decks, four stones per. It's like a behemoth of a, of a piece of equipment. It, and what did you want to do with this place that's different than Upside? So, you know, we still think and we're still very aware that there's multiple interpretations of what a New York slice of pizza is. Upside is like a, is like a more of a high-end, uh, super culinary-focused slice. Right, like we're doing a flavor bomb sauce, we're stretching fresh mozz every single day, we're cooking the mushrooms down, we make our own sausage, we're pickling the peppers, like everything is happening there. Norm's was like more of a just quintessential New York slice, simple, great ingredients, um, done the right way. We're going to talk more about uh, the specifics of the Norm's pizza when we come back. We're going to take a quick break here talking with Noam Grossman. Uh, owner-founder of Norm's Pizza in Brooklyn. And then we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here at Norm's Pizza in downtown Brooklyn with Noam Grossman, the founder of Norm's. Uh, we talked about Upside, his other place in uh, Midtown Manhattan. But uh, Norm's, quite a different project here. Uh, you said really everything's different. The recipe starting with the dough, and can you talk about the dough at all and, and the flours and, and what you're doing with it? Sure. So the dough here is a, it's similar to Upside in that we're doing an all-natural fermentation, uh, you know, which is um, made possible by a starter, right? Uh, that starter, though, is different from Upside. Uh, was was born from the Upside starter, right? We pulled a piece off of that. And then we started feeding it with a different flour here. Um, so it just creates an entirely different product, but it's, a, it's about a 48 hour fermentation period, uh, most of which is in the fridge. And um, you know, the mix is somewhat different. We're using different flours. We're using 95% uh, of a bread flour, which we use at upside. And then we're milling uh, some hard white uh, organic wheat berries from central milling here that make up the remaining percentage of the dough mix and um, yeah it just yields a completely different product and sauce the same tomatoes as uh, uh, midtown different same brand different tomatoes different process you say which brand uh stanislaus yeah the big boys yeah they, i mean listen they make the best product we've tasted for both stores you doctor it at all add anything to it we doctor we do a little doctoring we do uh some some extra virgin Thank you. More pizzas arrived. More pizzas arrived. Now, you, you specifically wanted to show us a different margarita because you weren't happy with the sauce distribution? Yeah, so sauce distribution also, if you look at the crumb on this, like I think this is kind of a testament to that natural leavening and like what you can come up with. Like if you look at this. Uh, a much higher crumb on the side. Yeah. Much higher crumb on the side. You know, it's not super heavy in there. It's, it's But this is one of the issues you have with something that's all natural. It's going to be inconsistent, right? Yes. But, you know, we do our best, we work our hardest um, to remain as consistent as possible. The one thing I tell my guys is, like, if we're not consistent, we're dying, you know? But there is a level of consistency uh, that we need to achieve every day here, and we fight to do so, right? Whether that means super late nights, whether it means changing some things on the fly, you know, we figure it out. And then after the Stanislaus, uh, cheese is the subject. So what, grande, I'm guessing? Grande. Grande. We actually just switched to grande um, at both stores a little, about 
a month and a half ago. But not slices, shreds. Exactly. It was space. The labor wasn't. It was. We listen at at either shop. We were never going to compromise quality for saving a couple bucks on labor. That's just not what we're doing here. You know, if that's what if that was our style, we'd be bringing in, you know, less expensive cheese, less expensive sauce. You know, throwing it on a pie and calling it a day and seeing who came by. You know, we'll live off the people that don't know. Um, the main problem was space. Um, so we did what we had to do to make this place work. Talk about the flavors. You brought out about four different uh, varieties for us to try. Um, the pepperoni with the, the Iso pepperoni. Yeah, Iso pepperoni. Uh, it gets, um, the sauce goes down and then we hit it with a little, of, uh, a little pecorino. And then it gets a little Sicilian oregano, which is another ode to <laughs> Mr. Falco. Um, and then, you know, it, it's a great product. So you put a great product on a great product and you know what you get after that. One of these has, um, it's so funny, we don't see this in Chicago at all, the same diameter and shape of the pepperoni the sausage. And we would do the bulk sausage and pinch and press. Um, so this is a sausage. Is there fennel in this as well in this the cup sausage? No. There isn't, no. no. And then um, there's some hatched chilies on here. Yeah, the hatch chilies, again, it was something that we wanted to do at Upside. Uh, we just found that uh, just for consistency's sake, we'd have to source a different hot pepper to kind of remain as constant as possible throughout the year with the recipe for the fuzzy Dunlop, which is the sausage and pickled pepper, uh, fennel in that sausage, very much so. Then your white pie, uh, you get lemon and ricotta? Yeah, so it's a lemon ricotta. You know, we zest a couple of lemons and blend them into... Uh, you know, a very high-end uh, ricotta. Uh, we then season it with a little salt to taste. That goes on the pie with uh, some low-moisture mozzarella, a little bit of grana. Uh, it gets hit with a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Uh, we use the green gold, which is a uh, uh, product of the Franks. Um, and uh, it gets hit with a little bit of parsley after the oven. And your vodka slice, you got it's in New York, you got to have a vodka slice, right? Absolutely, you know, we're thinking about rolling it over to, uh, to uh, upside because it's, it's, you're right, maybe during seasons when the, seasonal, when the seasonal pie is not as exciting or there's not as much going on at the market. Also, this was brought over by Anthony. It's kind of inspired by the Carbone Spicy Rigatoni sauce, which is a super popular New York pasta dish. Um, you know, we start off with some, uh, some bamba, which is a certain type of pepper paste, nice and hot, and that gets put together with some, you know, we sweat out some garlic and then some cream. The bamba goes in, it gets stirred around for a while, then we add some of our regular sauce into that, bring it to temp, and then we add the cream last off the flame, bring it together. It's, I think it's great. So, you know, you've been, of course, included in these stories, these roundups in the New Yorker and the New York Times about sort of this new age, new wave of pizza places. Um, do you really feel like in, in the city, in the five boroughs, there is this more attention now to the sourcing of ingredients and the quality and that people and that customers are going to get more accustomed to spending three, four, five dollars for a slice in the city? People are definitely paying more attention to the food they eat generally. Across every cuisine, every type of meal, fast, quick, to know what we put in our bodies is super important. There are a lot of people now focused on that message. I think when you find a place that's both concerned with the product that they're serving as well as the quality of that product and not sacrificing one for the other, it's super cool. Super honored and humble to be part of that or even considered part of that. While you were talking, I was just taking a bite of the, the cooled off 
um, heel and the cornichon of this beautiful slice that you had them bring out another one um, for the margarita. And I'm getting this sort of like almost this little after, this little tangy, a little bit of sourness from that like that natural starter that lingers with a, a little bit. And then there's this beautiful crunch and chew. And you got more, you got a lot more crumb in this slice than the previous one. Um, kudos. Big difference, and it's, and it's remarkable, and it's, it's something that you know I want to eat the the crust. I don't want to leave it. Uh, Delicious. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny because the first pie was actually made by a second day pizza guy. You served that to us, huh? I served it to you. <laughs> then I got another one out of the oven. Um, but uh, that's a thing. It's like you never know what's going to happen in this in this business. You know, people don't show up. I've you know put together a really great crew where they where they do, but you never know, and that's why I think it's funny. It's something I talk about all the time, but it's like judging, you know, a pizza spot or a restaurant or anything based on, you know, one experience. I think a regular consumer doesn't think about it and it's not their job to, but I think when you're on the other side of it and you know how much goes into just operating the shop for one single day and how many things can go wrong and how many things do go wrong, you start to have a little bit more patience and understanding, um, which I think is super valuable when you go out to other places. Um, you know, you don't know. Maybe you walked into Pizza Spot XYZ and the dishwasher was making pizza because everyone decided to call out. Which leads to my final question of the show. We ask everybody on the program, um, knowing what you know now, and you have learned a lot about pizza, certainly through Mr. Falco and others, um, and on your own time, what would you tell yourself four or five years ago before you jumped into Upside and Norms um, to become a, a better, a more successful uh, pizza owner? I find myself getting old. You know. Come on, how old are you? <laughs> I'm turning 29 in March. I know people will laugh at that. I guess it's just... It's aging you? It's aging me. Um, but I think, the, I think what I would tell myself is do whatever you have to do to find the best people. The best ability will be availability and the willingness to want to learn and kind of um, become part of a new system because a lot of these pizza vets have been doing things their way for a very long time and don't care who you are or what you're trying to do. At the second you step away from looking over their shoulder, they're going right back to what they're doing. So he's sort of younger and, and um, fungible, like people who can absorb things and will, will change things. Yeah, you gotta have good people around you, people you can rely on and uh, find those people early, take care of them, which we do, and that will make everything a lot easier on yourself on the business everything pizzeria is called norms it's in downtown brooklyn noam grossman thanks for your time absolutely thank you guys for coming in and a big thanks again to noam for taking a few minutes uh, to chat about pizza with me when i was there all right coming up in two weeks a trip to larkspur a short 30-minute ferry ride from the heart of san francisco we do have a stockpile of, you know, creative creations down the road, but I, I wanted to make sure that they understand that it was square, it was slightly thicker. It, it as again, it, it felt like a brick, but ate like, you know, ate like a feather. It was light, it was crunchy, it was crispy. You know, and our tagline is, you know, has an addictive crunch with grandma's zesty tomato sauce. The story behind the fantastic Sicilian squares from Farm Shop Marin, that's in two weeks on July 17th. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and rate us, please. I would love to know what you like or dislike about the show. 
We are at Pizza City USA on Instagram and our website, pizzacityusa.com, where you're going to find all kinds of good information about our tours, which are back in action. Uh, they start next week, July 11th and 12th. We're going to offer three weekly tours here in Chicago, one by coach, the other two on foot, as we let guests sample four different styles of pizza in three hours. Again, pizzacityusa.com for more information. On a side note, you can sign up to be on my mailing list over at my website, stevedolinsky.com. Our bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. Even if you live in the South or West or Midwest or Northeast, wash your hands, don't touch your face, keep social distancing, wear a damn mask, and please keep ordering pizzas. Keep your favorites afloat during the pandemic. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>